This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you in excruciating pain brought on by your son, daughter, or spouse suffering from addiction? The sleepless nights, the constant worry, and the feelings of isolation. Recovery Centers of America wants you to know you're not alone. Addiction destroys families. But if you call Recovery Centers of America today at 1-888-RECOVERY, your loved one can begin to recover, and so can your whole family. At Recovery Centers of America at Capital Region and Bracebridge Hall, your loved one will be treated with compassion and dignity by expert addiction professionals while recovering in a world-class facility. Family Support Services will give you knowledge, connection, and community so that you can begin to heal and recover as well. Call 1-888-RECOVERY today. Recovery Centers of America accepts insurance, provides transportation, and offers intervention services at no cost. Patients are admitted 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. It's the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Deezer. Please do download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by Presswick Golf, the Syracuse Fitness Store, Liverpool Physical Therapy, and Sit Mean Sit Syracuse, the best dog training in central New York, they've got a host of locations across the country. Dave and his staff do an amazing job. Any breed, any behavior, any dog, Sit Means Sit Syracuse, the official dog training facility of the ML Sports Platter. Visit sitmeansit.com today for a free consultation. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platform as well. Here we go, man. We are already five weeks into the NFL season. This is my... Full NFL Week 5 recap. We've got a bunch of 4-1 and one teams. We've got uh, the Cardinals still undefeated. Um, let's get to all the games from Week 5. Uh, let's go way back to Thursday, right? Last week uh, with the Rams beating the Seahawks. I thought this was uh, just a, a game in which Seattle doesn't look like they have it. Um, I, I don't know what their deal is with... Um, you know, they used to be able to, with Russell Wilson even, you know, being a magician, just get off, you know, get off the field right on third down on defense and then give it to Russ and then he would convert third downs. And I just don't, I don't see a lot of um, oomph in the Seahawks right now. I thought they got absolutely pushed around. And it's awfully hard, you know, to be a quarterback and try to make up for, you know, extra mistake after extra mistake after extra flaw after extra flaw. It's just very, very difficult. And um, the Rams are just a very, very good football team, and they're just a better team. And they went into Seattle and won that game. 
Seattle does not look right. They're not right at the line of scrimmage. They they don't you know they don't strike fear in you anywhere on the roster besides what two guys on offense: Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, maybe Tyler Lockett on occasion. But you know, and and I know that they've had um, at times this year they've had you know an outstanding um, outstanding ability to still kind of get that old Seahawk feel back. But they're two and three. And they need to win this week because that division, that NFC, it will not allow the Seahawks to get in with a uh, you know with a shaky record like ten and seven. It probably ain't gonna cut it. Uh, great game again by Matt Stafford, twenty five of thirty seven, three hundred sixty five yards and one touchdown. Robert Woods finally got in the act. Thank you. He's on my fantasy team, one hundred fifty yards and twelve catches. Finally was targeted. Man, it's been the Cooper Cup show, obviously, this year, but Woods got his. Daryl Henderson continues to provide balance in the backfield as a running back. Scored a touchdown, 82 yards on 17 carries. Rams 4-1, and one, Seahawks 2-3. and three. The Falcons beat the Jets 27-20 in London. Boy, I tell you, the people in England must be thanking the NFL for sending these two teams over. Huh? Holy cow. Um, the Jets are just bad, period, end of discussion. This was 20-3 at the half, though. And I do give the Jets credit for battling back in the second half, but they just didn't have enough. And really what it comes down to is they just couldn't keep up with Atlanta's speed and weapons. That's the one thing Atlanta still has. Ridley didn't make the trip. They still have big-time players. They have big-time skill guys. When Ridley's in and back, obviously that'll just add more to it. But this was the Kyle Pitts coming out party. You know, every rookie at some point arrives in the NFL, at least a guy who we call a can't-miss in the draft, Kyle Pitts was probably the best player coming out of the NFL draft in uh, in 2021. And, uh, boy, he just arrived in a big way overseas. 119 yards and a touchdown, nine receptions on the day. Falcons 2-3, and three, Jets 1-4. and four. Wild game in Cincinnati. The Packers and Bengals in, in, in about, what, a, a, a eight-minute span, I think it was. It was about seven and a half, eight minutes. Five field goals were missed back and forth, ultimately, in overtime, it was Mason Crosby uh, hitting one finally. Um, I just give him a total pass for the day. He just had a bad day, and I think everybody's allowed to have a bad day. Uh, he's been a legitimate great kicker for them for a long time. He's been one of the best kickers in the NFL for a very long time. Um, but this was, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. They were all unstoppable. And, you know, I think the Packers are going to need to get healthy, you know, in the secondary, Jair Alexander and company. You know, the trade deadline here coming up, you know, do you go try to get maybe a defensive piece or two? But I'm here to tell you, if their defense plays like they did against the Bengals, right, if they play like they did uh, against multiple other teams since the Saints game in Week 1, if they just play decent defense, if they just hit their spots, and I, by the way, I love, love Eric Stokes the corner out of Georgia who is making immediate um, paying immediate dividends for the Packers as a cover guy. Um, but if they can just be fundamentally sound, if they can just play decent defense, the Green Bay Packers cannot be stopped at offense. I mean, they just cannot be stopped. Right now, the Chiefs, and we get to that loss against the Bills from Sunday Night Football here in a moment, but, you know, a lot of people talk about the Chiefs offense being the best. The Chiefs, the Chiefs, Terry Kill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, on and on, Clyde edwards Lair. okay. Uh, and that's fine. They're they're really, 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 really talented guys. They've won a Super Bowl. They've been there twice. I get it. 
But can't we argue Green Bay is the best offense in football right now? I mean, you've got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, two-headed monster at running back, who you can't slow either guy down. Devontae Adams had a 206-yard game and a touchdown on 11 catches uh, against the Bengals. And Aaron Rodgers had an 103 quarterback rating and a, QB, or a QBR of 68.8, and his rating was 103. 27 to 39, 344 yards, and two touchdowns. He did have the one pick. But, like, they will outscore you. Now, they only scored 25 points in this game, but good God. I mean, they just, they're unstoppable. When Adams and um, and Rodgers get going through the air and Jones is running it, good, good grief. Joe Burrow, not a great game. Two picks in that one. Tough loss for Cincinnati. I mean, they had some easy chippies. They were 3-1 and one going in. This was a big game at home. The fans were into it. You have a Super Bowl contender in your building. This one really slipped away from the Bengals. That's a tough one. Three and two Bengals, now four and one are the Green Bay Packers. ML Sports Platter brought to you by Stanley Law Offices and Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse. Let's move through. Vikings over the Lions. This was just a pathetic display again uh, by the Lions. Um, they're just so bad, uh, and, and they just cannot get anything done. Um, you know, the Lions... They, they had the rally, and then, of course, in the last seconds, they give up a field goal and they lose. It's just so Detroit how they lose. Justin Jefferson continues to be a monster for this Viking team. 124 yards on seven catches. He is unstoppable. Steelers 27-19 over the Broncos. By the way, the Vikings 2-3. and three. The Lions have yet to win at 0-5. Uh, the Steelers over the Broncos 27-19. I called this game last week because... This is the perfect Steeler game, Steeler win, where everybody's doubting them, right? Can you believe the team that beat Buffalo in week one? I don't even recognize this team. They're losing it. They don't have any toughness. Big Ben Roethlisberger um, is is slow, and, uh, and the offensive line needs some work, and all these different, their defense can't get off the field, and Najee Harris isn't, uh, not, you know, he's not going to be able to, perform until at least late in the year he's not ready Mike Tomlin can he still coat all those things that people doubted about the Pittsburgh Steelers for a three-week span how you doing now 27 and 19 beat a red-hot Denver team that was three and one coming in you know Roethlisberger throws for a couple of touchdowns he was solid he was patient Najee Harris had a 122 yard game on 23 carries uh and uh and a touchdown wore down the Broncos' defense. Um, I will tell you this. I love Cortland Sutton. I mean, I think Cortland Sutton, the receiver for Denver, he's got to be one of the top ten receivers in the NFL, maybe even better than that. Chase Claypool had a great game, though, too. Five uh, receptions for 130 yards and a touchdown for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was an outstanding, outstanding performance by him and by Harris. And Roethlisberger only threw it 25 times. I'm telling you. That's the Steeler way. That's the mantra right now. If you're going to win and you're the Steelers, you want to have that power running game return. You want to have possession receivers. Big Ben not have to go and try to win the game anymore, 25 to 30 throws, and and be efficient in the red zone, and and you're going to win games. And that's exactly what the Steelers did against the Denver Broncos. Uh, As I mentioned, uh, Denver now uh, was 3-1. Now they're 3-2 Pittsburgh is two and three. Buccaneers absolutely murdered the Miami Dolphins. Five touchdown passes for uh, Tom Brady, 411 yards through the air. And by the way, he did that pretty quietly. Just too many weapons, too many great football players on Tampa compared to Miami. 
these teams now, okay, way different, way different clubs. Okay, Miami's one and four. Tampa Bay improves to four and one. The Buccaneers look as good, if not better, than last year's Super Bowl outfit. The defense, by the way, starting to come around as well. I know they played, you know, an inferior quarterback here, but they've won four games on the year, and their defense looks like it's getting a little bit better each and every week. Uh, we know that that Super Bowl defense from last year uh, really wrecked some havoc on uh, on Patrick Mahomes. Well, guess what? Uh, they're coming for you uh, on offense, okay? They are coming for you. They're coming for you with Devin White. They're coming for you with Shaquille Barrett. They're coming with uh, after you with Jason Pierre-Paul. They're coming after you uh, when hell, you know, Levante David. Uh, they're coming at you. I mean, that's all there is to it. Vita Vey had a half a sack. He's actually had a pretty slow start to the year. Um, and they haven't missed a beat. So Tampa Bay is ferocious. They are absolutely one of the most complete best teams uh, in the NFL. You could argue them right now being the number one team uh, in the league. Saints over the Washington football team, and boy, the Washington football team is a complete mess on defense. The defensive linebackers, middle of the field, secondary, I've said for a few weeks now since they played Buffalo, I don't like that group. I did, however, until this past week, really like their defensive front, right? You've got Montez Sweat. You've got Jonathan Allen. You've got uh, Chase Young. You have guys who can get to the quarterback, who can make life extremely, extremely difficult. However, they got manhandled in this game, and Jameis Winston played great, well, not great, but 15 of 30 for 279 and and four touchdowns. In fact, the game plan for him is very similar to Big Ben in Pittsburgh. Uh, Kamara did his thing. Uh, Callaway did his thing as they still wait for health to get back at the wide receiver position. New Orleans 33-22 to winners over the Washington football team. Washington football team right now, man, they are letting in a lot of yards and a lot of points in that defensive front. Maybe they're just taxed already, right, because they know they have to get to the quarterback because there's no help behind them. Saints are 3-2, and Washington at 2-3. and uh, New Orleans is going to be one of the more fascinating teams to watch throughout the rest of the regular season. Eagles are now 2-3. and The Panthers are 3-2. and I thought this was one of the best wins of the week with Philadelphia going in and literally punching Carolina in the mouth. Jalen Hurts, uh, not a great day overall, but did enough. He was quiet, um, you know, in the run game for the better part of three quarters, um, but ended up, you know, kind of coming out there and scoring two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, and Devontae Smith seems like he's really getting used to NFL game and speed and uh, opposition secondaries. Uh, this was a very, very nice win for the Eagles. I mean, this was almost, this could have been a season saver for, 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 you know, for Philly. It could have really saved the season, honestly. Um, 21-18, great job by them. Uh, Titans beat the Jaguars 37-19. to There's just not a lot you can say about Jacksonville at this particular point. Um, they, are, they are lost. Uh, Urban Meyer and that whole drama, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going through some wicked growing pains, which is not unlike any other... Um, you know, young first-year quarterback, very rarely does a guy just, you know, jump in and be Dan Marino. Um, but this Jaguar team, there, there's just not – I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel as far as 2021 goes. Um, I think this is probably a 15-loss football team. Uh, I, I don't know if they'll win more than one game, but they're probably in that 14-15-16 loss area. Uh, and Tennessee is just too much to handle. I mean, the Jaguars' defense is so weak. You can't stop Derrick Henry. 130 yards, three touchdowns, 29 carries. Yep, he's on my fantasy team as well. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was efficient, 
didn't really put it up in the air that much. Um, and, you know, the, the Tennessee defense, like Tampa, um, has the potential to dominate you. They have the potential. Um, I don't think they're a dominating defense, but they have the potential to. And similarly to the Packers, if they just get decent defense out of Tennessee, Tennessee's going to win a lot of football games, <laughs> you know, because that offense is absolutely incredible uh, when it gets rolling. Three and two Titans, 0 and 5 Jacksonville Jaguars. Patriots beat the Texans 25 to 22. Davis Mills was actually good in this game and a losing cause for Houston, but the Patriots did. Uh, Things in this game, and I know they played the inferior garbage Texans roster, but they did things in this game um, that showed me why I picked them to be a playoff team, right? They didn't play a perfect game. The the quarterback on the other side actually had, you know, a pretty good day, right? Um, But the Patriots were on the road. They did everything and anything that they needed in terms of, um, you know, fundamental football ground game, controlling the clock, etc. Uh, they trailed on the road, fighting the adversity. They scored 10 points in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, Mac Jones made all the important throws when he had to. He did throw a pick in this game, but, um, you know, besides that, uh, was very efficient, and the Patriots just hung in there. And with that offensive line and with that opportunistic defense and with Mac Jones, if he doesn't make a lot of mistakes – New England can sneak into the playoffs, I'm telling you. And right now, that's a 2-3 and three football team. Had to have the win. Texans drop to 1-4. and four. The Bears beat the Raiders 20-9 to nine in one of the great surprises of the week, although now we don't look at it that way with the news coming down that John Gruden resigned. Clearly, they told him that he was going to get fired if he didn't resign. Um, just too much alpha, too much nonsense, too much ego, too much drama, too much money. Uh, well, they're going to be on the hook for that for a long time. Uh, just... Too much of that, too much personality uh, with Gruden, and obviously those emails were ruthless. They were brutal. Um, they were they they're just slur after slur, um, and uh, and and he lost his gig. I, I don't know if there's any possible way that he could have gone back in that locker room. Um, I think the one that got him was probably the anti-gay sentiment, right, that he had in that in that uh, in all those emails, and, and that was obviously an investigation on Gruden in conjunction with the Washington football team and Daniel Snyder and his sick acts. Um, but John Gruden is out, and now the Raiders, you know, they lost that game 20-9. to <clears throat> I'm sure the investigation was going on during that weekend, last weekend, right? Uh, but the Bears played a very, very solid, interesting game. This was an ugly game, but they won 20-9. to And, you know, they didn't have David Montgomery in this game, and Allen Robinson wasn't really a factor. So you're going, all right, rookie QB, Allen Robinson not a factor, David Montgomery is injured. How are we scoring? How, how did the Bears do this? And really, they just controlled the game physically, right? And from a field position standpoint, and from a punch-in-the-mouth standpoint, similarly to the New England Patriots against the Houston Texans. That's how they won this football game. So it was a great win for the Bears. There's no doubt about that. Um, Thirty, excuse me, twenty to nine. Twenty to nine. The Bears. Hey, you know what? They're three and two. You know, say say what you want. And yes, I think Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are both clueless. But right now they are three and two. They are three and two. Raiders drop to three and two as well. Chargers home for the Browns and beat them forty-seven to forty-two. Nice win for the L.A. Uh, Superchargers. They scored 26 points in the fourth quarter 
in just a remarkable, remarkable performance by their offensive stars. Justin Herbert is absolutely absurd. I mean, I don't know if we have an 18, 19, 20-game stretch uh, like this to start a career, uh, but he's been fabulous. He throws so well in tight spaces, throws the short and deep ball, uh, big, big rocket arm. He's tall. He's got the, the mobility in the pocket. His footwork is outstanding. He is fantastic to watch. He is such a joy to watch. He went for 398 yards and four touchdowns on 26 of 43 throwing, and Mike Williams with an 165-yard day uh, receiving with two touchdowns and eight catches. Just a remarkable, remarkable job uh, by the Chargers. And, oh, by the way, Brandon Staley in the third quarter, you know, you're going for it on fourth downs. The game could have been over right there. And uh, he's afraid of nothing right now. And I think that's rubbing off on that Charger team. He believes in his players. He believes that they can do anything. Well, right now, the Chargers are doing everything, and they are 4-1. and one. The Browns fall to 3-2. and two. Cowboys over the Giants, 44-20. to 20. This is just a game in which the Giants don't have players. I mean, they just, you know, Saquon Barkley goes down. Daniel Jones goes down. You know, this is a couple weeks now of just constant, utter injuries across the board. I think 70% of the starting offense is gone, and the Cowboys have too much. They have too much Prescott, too much Elliott. Kadarius Toney had a great game for the Giants with 189 yards. But you got backup quarterback. You've got Saquon Barkley out. I mean, you know, they don't have players, and it's a road game, and the Dallas Cowboys are also significantly better. Uh, and on defense, they're significantly better, and they're going up against an inferior giant offense, missing people. So this is the result that, you know, was to be expected. 44-20, the Cowboys beat the New York football Giants. A low-scoring affair in Arizona. Uh, the Cardinals beat the 49ers 17-10. to uh, this is, you know, a, a situation where San Fran's defense played well, but San Francisco is 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 injured, right? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's out. Trey Lance was in. He gets hurt. Uh, let's see what his status is here for Week Six. It was not an overwhelming game for the Rondell Moores and the DeAndre Hopkinses. I mean, he did have a good game with six catches and 87 yards and a touchdown, but this was just a, a base a basic game where both defenses really really came to play. And, and again, much like a few of the other games we talked about, it was a ground and pound defensive game, opportunistic, hold on to the lead, kill the clock, control the, control the line of scrimmage and, uh, and, and try to, you know, come out on top. And that's exactly what Arizona did. Sometimes you win ugly in this league. Sometimes you win ugly in your division in this league. And, uh, the Cardinals did, uh, cut, you know, check both those boxes in this game 17 to 10. They're the 5 and 0 team, lone 5 and 0 team uh, in the NFL. Right? I have that right. I'm just swiping up here quickly to make sure. I believe they're only 5 and 0 team. Yes, indeed, they are. Um, I'm actually going to flip flop the Monday night game and the Sunday night game because I want to end with the Bills beating the Chiefs. Uh, spend a little bit more time on that and then get into the Stu Boyer interview from Bills Brawl to extend it. Um, I'll tell you what. The Baltimore Ravens, I don't know who they are still. I really don't. But they won that game 31-25. They came back. They were down 24-9 in the uh, third quarter, you know, halftime. And they proceed to score six in the third and 16 in the fourth. And then they went in overtime with a touchdown throw. Lamar Jackson was out of his mind. He went for 37 of 43 for 442 yards and four touchdowns, and he had 62 yards on the ground with 14 carries. Yes, if you do the math on that, ladies and gentlemen, 
<laughs> you come up with a 502, uh, 502, 504, is it? 440, 440, 60, 500, 5, 504, 504 yards on the ground for uh, 504 yards total offense, I should say, for Lamar Jackson. He was absolutely out of his mind in this game. And his chemistry is getting better and better with Hollywood Brown. And that's a big reason why this offense is able to come back. They're able to score in the red zone. Uh, nine catches, 125 yards, and two touchdowns for Brown. And Mark Andrews is a factor. 11 catches, 147 yards, and two touchdowns. Andrews and Brown, they're getting better because of Lamar. And that's what, one of the things we were waiting for with Lamar Jackson. Can he make other people around him better, and can he win in the playoffs? He's now finally won in the playoffs, and now this year you're starting to see real, real cohesion, real chemistry, real. Um, he's always kind of, I guess, been a leader, but you get where I'm going with that. He's making guys a lot better. And, and I think Brown and Andrews are doing a lot on their part too, uh, on their side. But, man, Lamar is just really, really impressive. Um Record-wise now, the Ravens, despite the fact that I have no idea who the hell they are, <laughs> you know, they're 4-1, and one, and the uh, Colts, you know, that's a bad loss. That's a, that's a loss where, you know, you're up and, uh, you know, you need that win, man, because 2-3 and three looks a lot different than 1-4, and four, which is what they are right now, and uh, it's going to be hard for the Colts to come back from this. It really is. Um, finally, the Bills beat the Chiefs 38-20, to 20, and, you know, what's amazing is the Bills, um, it, it's always something with the anti-Bills, anti-Josh Allen narrative, right? It was week one overreaction. Josh Allen can't play against a really good defense, a really good defensive line. Uh, the Bills get pushed around. They're not Super Bowl contenders. Uh, they're home against the Steelers, an inferior team. They, they lose that game. Uh, the Bills aren't for real. Then the Bills win three in a row. And it's, well, they only did it against backup quarterbacks. And, well, you know, Josh Allen's still reverting to some of his old ways a couple of years ago. They haven't beaten anybody yet. Then they go into Kansas City, a team that's 2-2, two and two, but they're still Kansas City. They're still the trademark team. They're still the team you're chasing in the AFC. They have arguably the best quarterback in the NFL and the best player in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes. Weapons all over the place, from Kelsey to Hill and everybody else in between. Uh, I understand their defense is no good. They have trouble covering people. The middle of the field they leave wide open, and they can't get a real, real pass rush uh, in this in, in, in this season so far. Uh, and, you know, injuries don't help also, right? I mean, you, you had problems going to that game. Chris Jones has been banged up. and it, But the narrative, you know, the Bills, you know, they haven't beaten anybody. Uh, let's see what they do against uh, Mahomes and at Arrowhead. Well, they stomped on the Chiefs. They beat him 38-20. Josh Allen was out of his mind in this game. He was great. 15 of 26 for 315 yards and three touchdowns. Didn't turn it over. Has yet to turn it over. Knock on wood. Uh, in the red zone. Uh, and they balanced it with 121 yards on the ground. A little bit of Allen. A little bit of Moss. A little bit of Singletary. And Moss can you know, grind defenses down late in games. He can do that. And so this is a huge win for the Bills from a mental standpoint. They know that they can win against them now. They know they can go into that atmosphere and win against them. It was a big deal. They fought the adversity. Man, the Chiefs, you know, had to fight it too. But, um, you know, the Chiefs had to, or the Bills, uh, you know, had to fight that rain delay, lightning and all that with the momentum on their side. Probably wanted to just get back out there, you know, right away. Um, Chiefs, on the other hand, you know, I thought they were going to benefit greatly from it. And I think they kind of did, actually, because, you know, the tide was turning a little bit. 
uh, the Chiefs' way. Um, and if you watch the entire game like I did, uh, you'll remember that uh, the Chiefs scored and, uh, and made this thing in the fourth quarter early, 31-20. It's only an 11-point game against that club. That's not that many points. And uh, the Bills then put together the drive of the year, 12 plays, 85 yards, 751 of time. Emmanuel Sanders with an 8-yard pass from Josh Allen. Uh, just a spectacular drive and an unbelievable answer. It was great that Dable kept the gas, go, uh, pedal on the gas, right? Um, pedal to the metal, foot on the gas, uh, and, and, and kept this Bills offense chugging. Because um, you're not going to win playing conservative. You're not going to win playing not to lose. The Bills went out and got a touchdown to cement the game, and I loved that about uh, about that drive. Uh, by the way, the Bills have two new X factors on offense. There's no doubt about it. Dawson Knox and Emmanuel Sanders right now are having fantastic years. Dawson Knox adds a touchdown to his uh, his season performance. Uh, he had 117 yards and three three catches, and he was just getting free um, in the Kansas City uh, secondary and over the middle. Um, Dawson Knox is becoming a reliable target for Josh Allen. Uh, he obviously went to the vision school in the offseason. He worked on his game in other areas. He's a big 6'4", 6'5", 235, 40-pound ox who can just run uh, and is also a great blocker. So he's very important to this offense right now, and Emmanuel Sanders is a big-time vertical threat. He had a couple of touchdown passes, a tremendous, tremendous win for the Bills. And, oh, by the way, as you talk offense, you talk offense, you talk offense. How about the job the Bills did? How about the game plan uh, on defense uh, that the Bills did, rather. Leslie Frazier, his game plan was fantastic. They left two safeties back. Poyer and Hyde just would not allow the deep ball from Kansas City. They did not blitz Patrick Mahomes, and they rushed their guys up front. They rushed the guys up front, and they and they uh, you know did what they needed to do uh, in the middle and in the back. A.J. Klein stepped in and was very, very solid. Saran Neal was great. They mixed up so many defensive snaps, it wasn't even funny in this game. Taron Johnson, 12 tackles total, 8 were solo. Uh, the Bills had two sacks. Greg Rousseau had a sack, and uh, Boogie Basham had a half a sack, and Jerry Hughes had a half a sack uh, as well. So the Bills' defense was all over the place. A.J. Klein, great, replacing Matt Milano. Tremaine Edmonds was outstanding. He, was, he, had, a, he had a read on so many plays. Jordan Poyer is a man. Uh, Levi Wallace had a good game, and they controlled the Chiefs' offense to the tune of, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey only having 57 yards and six catches and one touchdown. Tyree Kill at 63 yards and seven catches. That is what you call a win for the Bills' defense. They slammed Kansas City. Now the narrative is, well, the Chiefs aren't that good. Okay, well, let's just keep it going. Keep it going, the anti-Buffalo narrative. The Bills beat the Titans. Uh, the Bills uh, want, hope to beat the Titans, I should say. Uh, and if they can do that before the bye week, they, I think they'll be the clear best team in the NFL. I think I think one more game against you know a, a, a top-notch AFC club or an NFL club, uh, NFC for that matter, uh, I think that would put them in the full driver's seat. I'm, I'm not sure they're number one right now. Uh, I haven't done power rankings uh, lately. Uh, we'll probably attack that very soon in video form, but this was an outstanding win for the Bills. Brian Dable's play calling was great. Josh Allen was smart. He was efficient. He was great in the red zone. He was awesome and dialed up. He was on point. Read option that he ran in. I mean, he was within one second, he was in the end zone. I mean, he had complete and utter tunnel vision and and and, and saw plays before they were going to happen and uh, checked down everybody and made adjustments at the line, uh, slid when he needed to slide and not take hits. 
Um, it was just an outstanding game out of him and all facets for the Buffalo Bills except special teams because Isaiah McKenzie did have, you know muff that uh, play. Uh, the Bills come out with a big win. I mean, 38-20, it's a big mental hurdle for them. Uh, the penalties were absolutely asinine in this game. Uh, they were so stupid. Uh, I've read a lot of anti-Bills and Allen people about, well, Frank Clark, you know, he made a tackle on Allen and it wasn't roughing the passer. Well, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. But the refs clearly uh, had that as a makeup call. Why? Because Trey White did not have defensive pass interference. Travis Kelsey was pulling his jersey down on the way and, 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 and White looked back at the last second. Shouldn't have been DPI. Emmanuel Sanders, an OPI that shouldn't have been called. He wasn't even close to uh, interfering uh, with his hands. Uh, the terrible hold on Mitch Morse, where Josh Allen ran for a third down. He, you know, they got that called back, right? So, like, this is, there were, and Deion Dawkins got nailed for a penalty in the first half where he was just touching a guy. There are multiple calls that went against the Bills. They overcame that. They did get a break, obviously, I understand, with the Frank Clark call. But, and obviously, we know that that also led to the hurdle of Josh Allen, which was some play, uh, some where Anthony Barr was just putting his head down going, yep, I feel you, man. Um, but uh, this was just a really great overall uh, terrific win for the Buffalo Bills. And uh, if you're a Bills fan, you got to be thrilled right now at the way they're playing. Uh, Dable on fire, Frazier on fire, the pass rush is coming in. You've got the run game to supplement the throwing game. Uh, and, and the Bills right now are, are really tough to beat. They're, they're a really good team. And uh, they got to keep winning, as Josh Allen says, stack wins uh, because uh, it's it's going to be really, really, really important to get home field advantage. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse, Stanley Law Offices, Welch and Company Jewelers, and our great, great friends at Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare. Uh, if you're in and around Central New York, bring your dog to daycare today. Any breed, any behavior, any dog. Uh, make sure you call ahead, see what's open, and uh, they'll also take your pup in for a long weekend as well if you're going on a little excursion. Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, the official doggy daycare of the ML Sports Platter. You can hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports, and of course, download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review to this very podcast, the ML Sports Platter. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. University of Maryland Global Campus was established to bring a respected state university education to working adults at home and abroad. 70 years ago, we sent professors overseas to educate service members and their families on military installations and on the front lines. Today, we're online because that's where working adults need us, that's where you need us. We'll support your commitment to being a successful student with services that fit your lifestyle, and we offer more than 90 programs and specializations for where you are and where you want to be. 
University of Maryland University College is now University of Maryland Global Campus. We go the distance because times have changed, but what we're made for hasn't. UMGC offers online support for veterans, including resources at the Veterans Resource Center, no-cost digital materials replacing most textbooks, virtual advising, transfer credits, and lifetime career services. Speak to our dedicated military and veterans advisors who can help you find the right degree for your career path. Visit umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Angie's List is now Angie, and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.